0: From worlds beyond, to right at the gaming table, these are
1: all my fancy children. Welcome all to all my fantasy children. My name is Aaron Catano Saez and my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is all my fantasy children. It's a character creation, world building, and storytelling podcast where each week Jeff and I take your brilliant listener prompts. We sit down by a fire, we bake some cookies, we start some cocoa, we put that on the kettle. You know I'm not drinking cocoa. I am. You know what? I, you know what I'm drinking, Jeff. You're drinking a dozen eggs mixed with rum. It's true. That's exactly what I'm drinking. (laughs) That's eggnog, baby. That's eggnog. That's eggnog, baby. (laughs) But we take your listener prompts and we create an original fantasy character and use them to populate our original world called fantasy. It's true. Now, Jeff, I have a question for you. How was Metatopia? Because I want to start with what's getting you excited. It's my favorite weekend of the year. Tell me, what, what was so good about this year? And for, for people at home who don't know what Metatopia is, can you tell them real quick? Yes, Metatopia
0: is a game design festival run by Double Exposure. Uh, every year, it is people bring their in-progress games that they are working on. They bring them, they test them, there are games at, like, all levels, there are publishers there, there are industry people there, it is, like, it is the tabletop game equivalent of, like, it is, like, an industry event, which I, I love very much, like, I love going, I love networking with people, I love meeting people, this year was great for a lot of reasons, I ran, like, my favorite, I ran, like, a dream panel. Yeah. Uh it was about the it was about the wrestling as LARP, like professional wrestling as LARP. Uh it was a two hour panel because two separate full panel groups had submitted God I, damn. like virtually identical panel descriptions about wrestling and LARP. So they just made them like two back two back panels. Were they good? So huge success? It was great. It was awesome. It was a blast. It was Uh, that was great. I tested, I brought two games to focus group to like very broad ideas. That was a super, that was super, super great. Uh, got some great feedback on that. I tested some amazing games. Like it was just really like top to bottom, you know, my favorite weekend of the year.
1: I love that. That makes me very happy that Minnetopia, I went last year for like a day and like just the vibe of it and people who are willing to go to that convention tend to be like the what I would consider like a tabletop enthusiast, like people who just love games and support indie creators. Like what else could you want in terms of like a good experience?
0: Yeah, it's the absolute best. It is the absolute. It's, it's, it's what I it's what I do this for. Like at the end of the day, it's my favorite thing. Jen was there for the first time. She had a great time. Like I got to spend time with, you know, my my partner and like had, we had a date night. It was great. It was like top to bottom perfect perfect weekend.
1: That's awesome.
0: Like it was even better than previous weekends cuz now I was sharing it with someone that I deeply love. It was great.
1: Shucks. <laughs> um my last week we had a week off and my weeks have been fucking interesting. So I started my new job and my six training shifts that started right after I quit my old one. Yo, it was fucking not fun. But we got through it. And the good thing though that has been a huge positive is I started playing because I don't know why I like punishing myself. I let, I started playing Final Fantasy 14, so a fucking MMO. Like the true goddamn nerd that I am. I started another MMO RPG and yeah. it's been so Like such a relief for me because I stress all the time about like, am I being productive enough? So kind of surrendering myself to like, nope, fuck it we're just gonna go into Eorzea and like, grind out some levels and be a nerd, and like, seeing because MMOs are essentially like, what we would do where like, every episode is essentially a new expansion to the game, where we're like, there's a new town now, you can go visit it if you want and so I was thinking about our show and just like, how fun it is to like have this big world where some things don't matter but if you want to go deep enough like everybody has a name everybody has lore and things like that it just it it put me in a good headspace to be like sometimes it's okay to just be a fucking nerd and sit and enjoy like escaping into a world of fantasy i love it that makes me yeah. very very happy um which brings us to our prompt this week prompt this week comes to us from our discord uh michael d prompt A giant musical instrument hidden in the ground that gets played by accident. All right. Good prompt. I'm into it. It's a good prompt. It's a good prompt. So uh, it's under, it's in the ground and it gets played by accident. Is this subterranean? Is this like a buried giant harp? Is it like a buried giant horn that when you blow it, like something wakes up? Or is is it that kind of story where my initial thought is like something, an instrument gets played, something wakes up?
0: I'm into that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. For sure.
1: Hmm, so what are your initial images? You have an initial image. Uh, What's my initial image? Uh, Standing (laughs) bass. I love that. Oh, okay, okay. Standing Standing bass. So it's played by a bow. No, no, it's not. It's a slap (laughs) bass. So it gets played by accident because, what, somebody bumps into
0: it? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody bumps into it. They bump into it, they do boom. So here's what happens. Please. Somebody bumps me. into it by accident and it makes the boom. Yep. And they're like, well,
1: I mean, that sounded pretty good. Oh, you have a musical theater moment where it's like, hey there. A oh, boom, boom, uh, boom, 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 boom. Boom, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> That's the stupidest, but like, honestly, the most accurate theater thing that ever happens <laughs> in every show where someone bumps into like a guitar and they're like, hey, watch where you're going wait a minute, that made a pretty good sound. (laughs) So, okay. So that is, that's what happens. Now let's go back and find out who the fuck stumbled (laughs) into a, quote, remember, a giant musical instrument that is hidden in the crowds. Okay. I mean,
0: for sure. Okay. Here's what I want to (laughs) do. Please. I got to know. Well, so we said something is awakened, Aaron. Yes, of course. Let me go to my, let me go to my, let me pull something up here, because I know what I want to do. Oh, he's got guides. He's got guides and tricks that I was not aware of. Yeah, what I want to do, Aaron, I figure, I mean, if something's getting awakened, it may as well be the slap
1: base. (laughs) fucking hate you. (laughs) Okay, so it's a living slap base. Is what you're telling me a sentient slap base? Yes. So it's a magic musical instrument.
0: Yeah, so we're going to roll on the Dungeons & Dragons magical items tables. Oh, my
1: throwback. Please, God, don't let it talk. And I kind of want it to talk. Okay.
0: All right, okay. here we go. I got it in front of me. <laughs> okay. Aaron, you got to get some dice ready. I'm ready. What do I need? Uh, we're going to start off with its ability to communicate. <laughs> what dice do I need to roll? Just a D100 because the items are exactly broken up into tens digits. Which why did they I don't know why they did it that way. Okay. Wait, like just a D hundred, you mean? You like roll 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 both of them. Like this is I, I, I'm annoyed at this table, but that's just me being salty. Alright, then thirty seven? It communicates by transmitting emotions to the creature <laughs> carrying.
1: Unless you it! want unless you want it unless you really want it to speak. No 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 no. no. Because what I'm feeling is it's kind of like it transmits emotion through, like, but is it, like, creativity? No. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, is this the hat in Fantasia? Like, sure. you know, that awakens someone's musical prowess? Um, this is so stupid already. Not, we're but we're, going, it. we're it. going for it.
0: We'll figure it out.
1: Can you read it one more time what the result was? The
0: item communicates by transmitting emotions to the creature carrying or wielding it okay which means it's it's it's, tra- it's communicating through music like that's yes. what that means right yes, of like course.
1: and it ma- it basically gives you like a level of synesthesia where like you know yeah what those notes mean in terms of tone and, like as if it were like verbal communication give me a d4 your brain processes the notes <laughs> in a way that i'm just rifling through this dice bag that gives you like images and you know uh tone yeah Three, it it can hear and see. <laughs> it has big old googly eyes. It has big. Okay, so imagine a slap. I'm gonna hold on. You know, I have to Google image this. What a, a slap bass? Fuck yeah, I do. Slap. Oh, so it's like a a guitar.
0: You just don't. I mean, you don't. You don't just inherently picture like. Big old slap bass?
1: No, I mean, I wanted to get, like, I like it. Whenever we do this, I always look up, like, a uh, like an image just so I can scroll and look and look and look. These are, none of these are, none of these, here we go. The, the Okay, the I'm looking at Rip Marshall Little, Art of the Slap Bass, where he's literally holding a fucking upright bass like a guitar.
0: That's, I want the upright bass. It's gotta be an upright <laughs> bass, okay. Eric. Do an, you a, hold
1: it like a guitar, though? Sure. You sure do. <laughs> okay. So it's an upright bass, you hold like a guitar, and when it's played, it can, only when it's played can it convey emotion to you. Yeah. And like, you know, what it what it wants and what needs it and wants, thinks. Yeah. <laughs> give me a D, alright, give me a D100 here. We gotta figure out its alignment. Wait, 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 wait real quick, it can see though. Yes. <laughs> Does it see through like, you know, the music, the like Sonic, Sonic Vision type oh, I thing, like, like that. Daredevil? I like, that. I like that. Okay, That's cool. So, and it can, what was the second one? See and hear? It can see and hear. Okay, so, like, just using its sonic wave, like, when it's played, it gains a level of awareness only when it's played. Yeah. Give me a (laughs) D100 for an alignment. A fucking, what? Okay. You gotta know if it's evil. All right. 27. Uh, It's neutral good. (laughs) What does that even mean? Dungeons and Dragons, why are you so complicated? (laughs) So it's um, good, or it its like doesn't care.
0: It is, it is, it is not bound to a particular like lawful code, but it does believe in good. <laughs> okay, it's perhaps the
1: most boring result. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, can we reroll? Sure, sure. Let's reroll. I'm like, that's so whack. Um, I got a ten and a 10 nine. Is a,
0: ten is a oh, you got a ten. You got a ten and a nine. Yeah. All right, so nineteen is neutral good. <laughs> fucking
1: all right keep all of this in 85 no i can't no you gotta
0: Aaron. because now it's chaotic neutral
1: what does that now mean it, now it
0: applies to no law or reason
1: jeff i hate dungeon dragons <laughs> okay wait so cha- chaotic neutral yes those things sound like they cannot go together so it all. is it, it is neither
0: good nor evil It is not. It is, and it believes in no law or natural order. So it is.
1: So it's like this fucking. It's like a person on Twitter who's like, you know, I'm just causing. I'm just going with the flow and causing chaos. If I do, causing good feels. It is. It
0: is. Aaron, what this is is the slot base equivalent of the billion of of the billion dollar cinematic franchise, Joker.
1: (laughs) Joker base. Joker base, no! Okay, so it's the all Joker right, base. No, the, let's the leave no. all of it. leave it in, but we're yeah. just gonna we're
0: just gonna keep going because like there's just other stuff that we can roll on that is more interesting, and like none of this makes okay. any sense.
1: It, it makes no sense, but I do want to say that this base is like a car, a car, a dog chasing a car. Oh, of course.
0: If it got a hold of it, we'd know what to do. All right, with it. all right. Here we go. This will actually help us tell the story. Fuck, I hate this show. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a D10 for a, its its legendary purpose. Fuck this.
1: Uh, one.
0: Ooh, it's aligned. It seeks to defeat or destroy those of a diametrically opposed alignment. <laughs> but such it's an even item, chaotic. <laughs> such an That's item it is never neutral, Aaron.
1: <laughs> what the fuck? So, wait, but if it's chaotic neutral and it opposes its it can't opposite, be, it can't be neutral, Aaron. It's aligned. <laughs> wait. Okay, so is it evil now? Can uh, it be evil? Are we just picking one now? We can just make it evil, yo. This does, let me let me talk. Let me lean into the camera real quick. It's like an after-school special, kids. If you're thinking about playing Dungeons and Dragons, just know that there are other don't, games out there. Just don't just don't. There's like other shit that exists. Stop trying to fit a fucking square peg in a round hole. All right, all right, all right. Let's let's take the, the beats that we have <laughs> Sucks. and see what we can do with. Them. All right, so enter Gotham City. It
0: is, (laughs) it is, it
1: is, it is new. I'm going to go back and say it's neutral
0: good. Yeah? Okay. Because I think what I like it, what I like is that it is not lawful good. It is willing to cross a line. (laughs) So what I think it is, what I think it is, Aaron. Yeah. Is this is an object that is imbued with a spirit. Yes. In the way that necromancy can imbue spirits into objects. Of someone that was not necessarily good. That was devoted to the destruction of what they saw as evil, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like an old world pre five crown jeweled crown era adventurer. Yeah. Died, but had in, in, give me some, give me a set of pronouns real quick. Yes. Uh, that's a four, so she died, but in her like dying wish had a necromancer bind her.
1: To her beloved standing slap bass, <laughs> it was the only thing in the room, and she died. Oh, she was like her,
0: it belonged to her bard.
1: Yes, per Perfect. like her her hype person, and that okay, that you have just taken it to a different level now. Her so her bard is her hype person. Yes, which is to also say, okay, so let me throw you a pitch. Back in the day, we always talked about adventurer adventurer heroes right Mm -hmm. and i i had an uh i had a note at the end of the last episode where i said imagine if geode has like you always say it has these layers in it that are like you know maybe there's an adventure layer and i said essentially it's like some floors are like entering an mmo where like you don't know who's real and who's it's essentially Westworld. Yeah. Like would be floors of Geode where you can do like adventure quests and like dungeons and stuff. Like what we would think of as adventure modules. Those are like floors in Geo that the machine god was like basically crafted because they're a nerd, you know? Yeah. And like perhaps on one of these a party di- a, a party member died. One of the members died back in the day, or like fairly recently, you know, they're bard, they're hype man, they're mascot used and the neck whatever used power to transfer their soul so that they may maintain their fighting spirit against evil into an upright slap base All right I like that
0: <laughs> And I like that because here's the thing I'm going to we're going to deviate from the rules because I don't give a shit about Dungeons and Dragons wizards no. of the coast come at me
1: Yeah you don't listen to
0: this fuck you <laughs> Um we're going to we're going to deviate from these rules and I'm going to say that it is in fact of both of these alignments Oh because what it is, is, in theory, this is driven by the idea to destroy evil. Yes. But in the way that your spirit, your essence, your worldly being, descends into the ley lines when you pass away, and only what is left is your imprint upon the world? Yes. This compulsion to fight, to destroy, to combat, to uphold, the things that she upheld, those, those, those values, those beliefs meant nothing yes what carried over was i am compelled to bring bring holy vengeance this is a
1: cursed object Aaron. oh i dig this because like honestly what you when you describe like going on the adventure modules and if we lean into the fact that this this when we say like old school adventure and fantasy it's essentially a dungeon dragons character where their sole purpose is to fight shit kill shit and get cool stuff That's like a lot of people, I think, going into Geode being like, fuck it, I'm going to the adventuring lair, I'm going to see if I can slay the mighty Gorgon and get, you know, the Mm -hmm. Cape of Golden kiting, you know, and fly. And a lot of people go down there, like, killing shit thinking they're, like, hardcore adventurers and, like, doing D&D type shit. And so, if you were to die with that as your true essence, yeah, you're going to make a cursed object. Fuck. So, someone accidentally bumps into this base and wakes it up, right? Okay. Now let's. Do you want to go back and find out who she is and like what her character? Because now we can just make a shitty Dungeons and Dragons character and find out who she was in her life that led See, her to.
0: Uh, so here's the thing. Yeah, I've got to be honest. I think I'm more interested in the person that is that is that is held upon this cursed object than this than this shitty adventurer. Okay. Like I feel like I've gotten enough of this adventurer story and that she yeah. was a. Uh, and that she was driven by a cause to her own oblivion, to the oblivion of her and the bard that- that embarked on this journey with her. She fell into a- she fell into a dungeon that was- that found her in over her head, simply yep. never- never bowing down or- not bowing down, um, never, like, backing down or- or simply remaining steadfast and, uh, like, full of righteous, furious, misguided anger until her last dying breath- which killed not only her, but this other musician, and in her dying wish, pled not for not for some manner of like memorial, but for her for the the object that that gave her life and treated that gave her life and gave her a story and create turned her into legend to be converted into a weapon. Oh, okay. I know this person's story, and I'm not interested in it. I get that. I get that. So <laughs> no, and why- that's,
1: that's not me like shooting it down. that's just me saying like, "Fuck that person. Yes. So, but this person finds this instrument in that dungeon, yes? Right, yes. Why are they there, first of all? The main character <sighs> of today's very, story.
0: That's a very good question.
1: Because if you're rolling up on the adventure layer to be like, you know what I mean? Like, y- you got you got either money on your mind or conquest on your mind. What are they? Why do people... I'll ask you. You're a tabletop person, Jeff. Why do characters go on adventures?
0: Um it's often to I mean it is on some level because they have been given some sort of like greater than life objective. Yeah. Or it's money or conquest or some other less than savory thing. Okay. So, this person
1: is in a very hard, scary dungeon.
0: Right. They are they are in like a they are in like an ancient cave beneath the earth where things eldritch and terrifying, you know, are 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 born and bred and and you know, bring terror and, and horror and
1: pain to the, the things around them. Okay, so this is my pitch. A this is a this is an adventurer. Maybe they're it's like an early on adventurer. They're not like young. They're not old. They're like thirty-five. And they're going on a quest and it's like their first time in the Geode um adventure layer. Basically like entering yeah. the MMO. And perhaps they stumble upon this. Like, they slip, they fall, they fall, because this was a long time ago, so it right. could have been that they, like, fell through a pit. I like them falling through a cre- them falling through a crevasse, sure. Yeah, they fall into a crevasse, AMFC style, rest in peace, Callahan. They fall in something, you know, through brush, or they fall down a hill. Okay, I have, a, I, have a, I have an image for you that I've just got. All right, yeah. They're in the adventure lair. It's a dense, terrifying jungle. You hear, like... Like monsters and giant insects and other like adventure shit, Dungeons and Dragons stuff. I'm sorry, like what, the, could
0: you, I'm sorry. Could you tell me what they hear again? Uh, 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 uh,
1: uh, you know, it's like big birds sure. and stuff.
0: Just one yeah. more time. <laughs> uh, 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 uh.
1: <laughs> you know, like cut to the jungle. Yeah, that always just, fucking just give happens. Just me one more rollback on it,
0: please. Don't. And we could do. We'll be here all. Aaron, we'll be here all day. What? it's a
1: talking bird no um so it's a living oh fuck deleting this all of it um so they're in this jungle and like they maybe maybe they're a healer or something like what's their class let's pick a class for uh they are
0: they're like exploring the caves underneath geode okay what if they are an
1: archaeological disciple of dig new earth okay so this is someone who we we classified them as a monk yeah. So this is someone who's like a very disciplined, basically like an academic. Yeah. You're like a scholar. I've been playing Final Fantasy. Yeah. So they're like a scholar of the of Geode. Because if there is this layer of artificial adventure that goes on, like, you know what I mean? It could go on. It's like entering a different planet. That's the right. most fascinating shit I've ever heard. I would want to like study it. And so there's some who are like, heaven knows how deep this well goes, you know. To lean into kind of like the Westwood feel, Westworld, Westwood, Westwood Swim Club in South Jersey, uh, to lean into the Westworld feel, there'd be people who'd be like, you know, how far does it go? How deep does this game, do this story, like, who's a player, who's not go? And some people would try to break it down, I think. And this is one of those people. Yeah. And um, let me roll in their pronouns. This is already complicated and I love it though. Uh, her name, I got a three. Her name is what? Let's make her a dragon. We haven't made a All dragon right. in a minute. Um, and when you think dragons, what do you think? Azalea Aurelius. Azalea Aurelius. Iggy yes. Azalea Aurelius. That is correct. <laughs> and she is a. Uh, so Azalea is a um, cobalt dragon. So she's like purple, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, that's dope. She's a cobalt dragon. Not powerful in the way of the breath, powerful in the way of the brain. She's a puzzle solver. And I think that's what brought her down there, where she's like... A,
0: yeah, it's it's a puzzle to solve.
1: Yeah, the whole thing is, like, a, to some extent, like, a puzzle to solve. Because if it's literally made by some dwarf, it can be, like, she thinks she can, like, solve it. Or that there's, like, just lots of cool shit in there. I'd be curious. You know what I mean? Yeah, I gotta know. Yeah, Dig Earth was someone who, like... Got to the bottom of it. Like, no one knows where they are, but, you know, there's someone who has explored, like, at length geode. Perhaps, okay, this is the beginning of the adventure. Dig New Earth. This is a disciple of Dig New Earth. Uh, Dig New Earth is they, them. So Aurelia, Azalea, receives the journal of Dig New Earth. Gets, like, you know, the notes and stuff like that. And the adventure layer, it kind of just says, see for yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. And so goes down there, tumbles down, you know, enters the jungle, not very strong, slides, you know, is running away from a giant ant, slips over a, like a root, and tumbles, tumbles uh, 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 bleh, lands at the bottom of like a like a little ridge, and then scrambles into a cave to hide from the ant. And the ant, of course, keeps chasing, so it chases uh, Azalea into the cave, and then she tumbles down again. Uh, and <laughs> lands face down, splat, in a big puddle. Mm-hmm. And when she comes to, what, did she land on a base? Like her arm is hooked around like a base? Like she's yeah. hugging it? Yeah, yeah. And then it, what? It wakes up and is like, let's fuck shit up? Yeah. She, she smites an ant? Yes, I love that. Okay, so it like, it awakens. The base, boom, 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 boom. And is she alarmed or does it like attune with you? I think it attunes with you and fills you with a righteous anger. Oh, and anger. Oh, no, Azalea, she passed. So, Azalea goes from what? Just, like, gentle academic to, like, you know, what, violent?
0: Um, I think that there's... So, I think what happens next, sort of the rest of her, like, experience here...
1: Yeah.
0: ...is, like, here's... Because, like, I know, I know you're always asking what the quest is. Always. Her quest here, and this is not necessarily a lifelong quest, this is a... This is a, I think this is an interesting challenge, and I don't really know, like, how to, like, I don't really know that I want to, like, clearly define the ending, so to speak. Yeah. But, like, for me, I think the ending is, or at least, like, her quest is to navigate through these, like, endless tunnels, right? Navigate, well, and actually it might be a lifelong quest, because we said that her goal is to, like, chart out all of these underground, like, mystery caves.
1: Okay. Okay. So basically, like, clear them out.
0: Not even clear them out. I think she just wants to, like, map them, right? Like, she's a cartographer. Yes. She wants to solve the puzzle. She's not interested in, like, hurting people. But how does the base come in? Is that now she is, now she is not just like, she is bound to the idea. She's bound to this object, which is, which, which is, um, kind of pushing her toward, towards violence, right? Like, it's that struggle of, do I peacefully chart out this or do I, or do I use the violent tools that I that I, I have been given? The giant slap base that is strapped to my back like a backpack.
1: What does it do? Like, what abilities does it, you know, imbue you with? You know, superhuman strength. Is it like, does it make you something that you were not? So what jumps out to me, and tell me if you have a different thought. Okay. What jumps out to me
0: immediately is, like, superhuman stamina. Okay. Right? Like, as long as you hear the... As long as you hear the rhythms... You mm. cannot fall in combat. Like, I was just about to say, does it make you immortal? I think it's immortal in the sense, yeah, and it's immortal in the sense of like you just keep getting up, right? Yeah. Like, it's the yeah. it's as long as you hear like dum, bum, 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 like you will keep you will keep just like clawing your way up and like tearing through. Okay, and like you will you will simply outlast you know. Whomever you choose to face in combat.
1: Okay, I'm gonna look at the prompt real quick. The guy that gets played by accident. So that gives me a really good idea when you say that uh, Azalea falls, tumbles down, lands in this lands in this puddle, falls far. It's like falling, like Gandalf falling, mm-hmm. dies, hits this base. The base, dum, that vibration becomes her new heartbeat. Yeah. And now it's like this, as long as the bass can maintain like some level of vibration or as long as it's being played or the, the, you know, the, as long as it's, as long as it's attuned to her, she will keep getting back up. Every time she dies or falls, it will bring her back, which sucks in a way, Well, but also like you get to be immortal.
0: And it presents a very, and that, that kind of puts the, her... Her curse and her challenge in an interesting way, right? Yeah. It's that, like, because it, it it's giving her this superpower, but with the cost that there's just this voice in her head that is, like, when she's presented with a chat, like, it's a, it's like a Gordian, you know, the Gordian Knot? No. What the right. fuck? We should name a Scotch that, though. <laughs> uh, the Gordian Knot is, like, an ancient riddle about the, uh, there's, like, this unsolvable knot and the only way to untie it is to take, like, scissors or a sword or an axe and chop the rope in half.
1: Oh. Is essentially,
0: like, the idea of the Gordian Knot. Okay. And it's this idea of, like—and it's the other—or or another way to put it is, like, she has been given a hammer, right? Yes. And the world now starts to appear a little more like a nail. Okay. So she's in this cave— There's no getting out. And this is the cave that... Well, and that's, I think that's the quest is she's going, she's, she is, she, she has an eternity of lifetimes with which to find the way out. Yes, but also, what is the, the base wanted to reach the end of this? And to, and to smite the, to smite the, the horror that dwell at at the base of
1: the eternal caves. Yes, because God only knows how long these go on. So it's like, can this be mapped? Like is does she know that this is now like I'm stuck down here. I might as well fight a fucking Minotaur or something. Like I I know I always come back to like what is the quest? But like wandering and mapping is a hard one to like sink my teeth into when it's like, is it getting out? Is because I think, that's it's, the I think it's
0: mapping I think it's mapping the way out, right? Like it's mapping so that no one else has becomes trapped down here. But the challenge is There's this voice saying to her, well, why don't you just punch your way out? Like every, every challenge, every wall that she comes across, right? Every cavern, every, every chasm, it's just, well, why don't you just, you know, knock down that pillar? Why don't you just, why don't you just pile up some bones? Why don't you just go like smash down that wall and, and lay waste to whomever is on the other side? And she's like, no, I'm here because I want to solve this puzzle. I'm not here because I want to
1: destroy it. Is it... That the conflict is she does not want to fight her way out. Exactly. Yeah. The problem is there is a fierce like deity caliber monster keeping her in there. Yes. And so it's this struggle of like eventually I might have I'm going to have to fight. I'm going to have to give the base what it wants, you know, and become something, you know, and lose myself a little bit and become something that I don't want to be. But right. it's either that, or I literally sit in a cave for the rest of my days, just like basically, like you know, pacing in circles. Because what or, good is all this research if you can't share it?
0: Yeah. Or, or is there a third way in which I can escape without having to give the base what it wants? Which I think is the ch- is is the is the real challenge, right? Is there a way out that is not giving
1: the base what it wants? Can we find out what that is, real quick? Hmm. You know, do you have an idea? As to, like, what the third solution is. If it's not fighting it, like, say we're playing D&D, you know, and we're in this scenario where you're like, Aaron, you have a new godlike power. And I'm like, my character does not fight. I told you. They're a researcher. And you're like, yes, but I gave you the flaming Excalibur. Like, kill right. the fucking Minotaur. Like, how would we genuinely solve this in a tabletop setting? Hmm. You know, it would be usually it's like skills you lean into like, well, what do I know? What can I do that no one else can do that makes me special that can overcome this dilemma that this is very challenging, but I think it's an important question to ask in terms of like storytelling, where it's like when you get to these scenarios where it's like, you know, the immovable object and the unstoppable force, because that's where we're at. What happens when those two genuinely meet? Is there a compromise? I, I I have a thought. Okay. I think there is a compromise.
0: Because I think there's a tool that she has now that she did not have when she came into the dungeon. What is that? There's a thing that she can rely on that no other explorer could ever rely on before. It mm-hmm. It is, you know, I think it is to a certain extent, like, I think it was triggered in my brain by you kind of describing, like, the worst possible outcome. Yeah. But at the same time... What she has is now time. Yes. What she has is, like you said, like the worst case outcome is wandering these caves for, for, is wandering these caves forever. But if she is not going to die, if she is not going to starve to death or die of thirst or anything like that, if this, if this base is going to keep whispering in her ear, get up and fight, like get up and fight. Well, then she can get up and then she can get up and continue to, to map, to explore, to, to chart. In a way that every other explorer who has tried to go this route, right? Every other explorer that has said, well, I can't, I can't do this. I have to, I have to go this certain way because if I don't, I will wander until I die. Well, she is now. Got you. Now been, she is, she is now whether or not the base wants to give it to her been given the tool that will let her wander forever. That she yeah. could, she could literally be like, I, I came down here, right? I came mm-hmm. down in these caves, or I, I became a researcher, an archaeologist, a monk, because I wanted to map out every inch of these of these cave patterns. And I'm, there are times when I might have to give the base what it wants. There are times when I might have to, to succumb and, and feed the violence, right? Like, there are times where I might have to fight my way out of things. But in exchange, I can actually map my way out. I can walk every length of these caverns, even if they end up being eternal. I can be the first person to take every one of these steps because guess what? I might, there are times when I might not feed what the base wants and I could just wander. I could just see and map and chart and do cartography. And, you know, I am here eternal, but also immortal.
1: Mm. Interesting. I like that a lot where it's like, it's essentially what we just asked. Where it's like, what would you do in that D anD D scenario? I could say, like, I have this power of an, ender- an endless endurance, and immortality. I'd be like, I spend a hundred years making a fucking rope and climb my way out. Yeah, you know, like her options. She the the base is probably like, you know, you're now like you you're now my have to fight,
0: right? You have to yeah. fight. Like you, your only way out is to fight your way through this dungeon. And she is the one person. Uh, Azalea Aurelius is the only person that goes. No, it's not. Why would I have to fight? Well, because you'll be down here forever. Yeah, but I'm going to live forever. I have
1: nothing but time. Yeah. You know, I came down here to research. I didn't come down here with a goal in mind. I didn't come down here to overcome an obstacle. I came here to learn and to like, you know, map and to experience this. And now you kind of just given me what I. Okay, so that's great that she has like now taken advantage of like you know the power of the and of outwitted the, bass. the
0: outwitted the curse of the the curse of the slap bass. Sure. What is the downside to that
1: though? You know, is it if the guitar breaks, she loses it? Oh yeah! You know. if,
0: the, if the base if the base breaks or if she falls out of tune with the base, mm-hmm. then yeah, then all of that age, all of that time, will catch up with her real quick. Dang! And so okay. there's there's that compromise that you were looking for of like at a certain point she's like, look, I will have to forge this truce, right? Yeah, I will have to feed this. I will have to fight. Like there were there were come times where I will where you know. It, It will be if I want to continue to see things I there's this there's this violent impulse in the back of my brain that I have to every time I walk away from a fight I have to wonder if that's the time when I fall into dust
1: yeah exactly like every time I turn my back and run I wonder if the claw is gonna reach out and slash through the guitar and that's it
0: yeah or if or if the guitar
1: simply stops playing and then I dissolve into ash and dust Can I give you... This is my question for you. I have one last one, because I would love to roll on tables to find out just a little backstory about her. Uh, Azalea Aurelius, Cobalt Dragon Explorer. Guitar Mm -hmm. strapped to her back. Slap bass strapped to her back. It's enormous. She stands before a mighty beast. It's sort of like this enormous... um, Hmm, let me see. It's like an enormous tree of silver... Where like its leaves spread out and its branches spread out like wings and every time it flaps it like chills the air to a level like where you it's hard to breathe. She stands before it. That's the one part she hasn't mapped out. What was she do what would she do? What does she do? You know? I, I think I have the answer. Okay. This is she, like you said,
0: she's got it all mapped out. And I, I'm picturing that she's literally like been making, you know, notes in note, like a notebook or oh, notebook. yeah, she has right? a really amazing like moleskin. And she's been like making these notes and like charting all of these things. And she knows that if she can get through this beast, right? If she knows if she can see the other side, that the other side of this is the exit, right? Like she's finally found it at the end of a century of wandering. Her job is done. She's, you know, if the base wants to battle, then the base can battle. And she just whips a fucking gigantic accursed slap base at this giant monster as fades in, fades into ash such that someone may, may eventually find this book and find the complete maps. And then this accursed slap base consumes this silvery tree in like a gigantic explosion of rage and fury.
1: I like that. Dang, she goes out like a champ.
0: Yeah. Wow. And then with with her. And then with her final like magical essence, right? Like that book, that book fades away and lands somewhere in Moon Crescent or somewhere in Dragon or somewhere in Iron, like just lands in someone's library. And they're
1: like, what is this? Oh. Oh. And you pick it up and you have a perfect understanding of the MMO-ass world inside Geo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, shit. I love that. Okay. All right. we, We got there. We did. We did it. All right, I've got the explorer. I f- oh, perfect. Yeah, I want right. to know a lot more, because I love that we told her journey as if we were, like, legit playing a game. Now I just want to know a tiny bit more about her. All right, give me a D8 for personality trait. D8,
0: go. Five. A Five is, I don't really care about the beauty of
1: the land, just the treasure hidden inside of it. <laughs> Fuck, it's the complete opposite. Okay, no, I have something on that. She knows, she if she's a disciple of Dig New Earth... She knows that the machine god has fabricated this, that this is mm-hmm. fictitious, that the sun itself in this layer is artificial. Every drop of water, every rock has been manifested by the machine god's like relic to like make a location. To it it's basically like uh in Disney World, like all those like uh what's it called? The animal adventure one where it's like oh, all planned Wild Kingdom? Yeah, where it's basically all fabricated. Like there's real stuff there, but someone planned it out right it's basically, you know, they're ba- uh, the machine god is essentially like a theme park designer in terms of that, yeah. um Where like, and they f- they know that going in, so they're like, I don't care about, you know, like the what was it, the majesty of the f- nature,
0: the majesty, the beauty of the land, just the treasure hidden within.
1: Yeah, it's like I want to know what makes this place tick. I want to know how big it gets because I know that I know that rock is real, but as if in our world, like you knock on it and it's hollow. She knows that it's all fabricated. She knows the game. She just wants to see, like, what's beneath the surface of the game. Yeah. You know, trying, she's essentially trying to understand, like, why the machine god went so far in to make these things, like, why make this cave that even has, like, a giant silver, you know, tree of salvation at the end of it? You know what I mean? Like, why the mm-hmm. fuck does that exist? And then at the end, it didn't matter because it's like, it doesn't, it just, it simply is, I guess, or it exists, it exists to challenge you, yeah. you know, to, to, to solve it, to overcome it or to run. Like, I think she realizes that's the point is like to test people into seeing like what they're made of and what lengths they're willing to go to get what they want. That's kind of like the point of these dungeons. Yeah. Dope. All right. Give me a D6 for an ideal. All right. Dog D6 go. That's a three German Shepherd. Live and let live. Exploration is
0: dangerous, but I have become accustomed to the laws of the wild. She's died a
1: lot. Oh yeah, she's like she I'm just, used to this. She keeps getting up. Yeah, you know she gets like you know blasted with a fireball and like gets knocked back against the wall. She falls asleep and basically hears like, boom, boom, boom. and she's back. She's like, well, <clears throat> monster's gone. All right. And if it doesn't, I'm sure she fucking throws a right hand at it, yeah, you know what weapon does she use? uh, she uses um, oh can I have a can I have a pitch? yes, if, if, if you, unless you have one
0: no, 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 I was trying to think of what the most scoffing thing I could picture was.
1: oh, I mean, we can make it a we can make it a brass, <laughs> if please you want. no, give me your pitch. <laughs> I was gonna say the moleskin um any note that she writes kind of like realm in final fantasy six like comes like if she sketches right. or like writes an idea there's a there's a character in my hero academia too where it's like if you say a word like an autopoetic word like pow will come out and punch you in the face right where i think like if she conjures like words from her notebook they'll like come forth and like you know tear shit up yeah okay cool but that yeah that's how that's how she make the fighties i like that all right what else we got is we had we flaw or bond We're a bond. Give me a D6 for a bond. I don't even know where I just put my dogs. Oh there they are. Dog D6.
0: Four, dachshund. I left my companions to die when I could have sacrificed myself to save them. Now I only return for that life for some now I will only return to that life for something I truly believe in. Wait,
1: what's the beginning?
0: (laughs) I left my companions to die when I could have sacrificed myself to save them. Oh, oh, oh,
1: okay. Um, unless you have, I have an initial thought. Go for it. When she went, we said she came alone, you know, as the archaeologist. I think that she came to the adventure layer in search of like you know the deeper meaning of the of the game, Mm -hmm. with of course a group of adventurers. You're you're an archaeologist with like no fighting abilities. You're gonna tag along with a group of like brawlers. Yeah, and like when an ant like all these like the ants and bees, I think were like swarming their group and you know tearing them up. They're all at one HP or like dead. She booked it, and that's why she fell down the ridge. Yep, like she could have done something. And she'll always kind of like, I think that's kind of, what was the last part of it?
0: Uh, she will only
1: return to that life for something she truly believes in. Yeah. She's like, violence, that ain't for me. I'll never go back to fucking adventuring. Yep. She saw She saw firsthand that like violence can't overcome fucking every problem. Sometimes you just have to book it. Sometimes you got to run. And that's why she fucking runs from everything in the cave. She is essentially covered in Zubats in the Zubat cave in Pokemon Red or mm-hmm. Blue. She just runs. And they know you used to fight in fighting that Zubat. You're not going to get anything out of it. You're not going to get an experience from that Zubat. You just go just run. <laughs> so it's time to roll for a flaw. Are
0: they all horny? No, but uh I'm going to send I'm going to break the rules a little bit here and actually send you the link and I want you to look at both. like cuz this one hits both of the both of the big D&D background notes. We're not going to read them. well, I'll read out number 6, which is i mean, uh, <laughs> I fall Why? in love very quickly.
1: <laughs> Why? Are you a sucker for a pretty face? And
0: then number one, <laughs> vaguely racist, which is oh. exciting. <laughs> wow. Fuck this. All right. Give Jeez. me a D. Give me a D four. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll just take out the ones we hate.
0: <laughs> wow. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm real done. You know what? I mean, we can we can maybe she falls in love real quickly. I don't know. Okay. I
1: got a five. All right. Don't tell me what I don't tell me what I can't do. So, don't tell me what I can't do. And that's essentially her, like, her. Okay, she got it toot. Oh, let's talk oh, yeah. about Azalea Aurelius. What is it? Aurelius. Azalea Aurelius is a cobalt dragon who has worked her entire life to getting to this moment. And, like, being a disciple of Dig New Earth is a big motherfucking deal. Because you're dedicating your life to exploring, like, a mountain that, like, no one knows if it ends. You just keep right. going down. You know, goes comes all the way from fucking dragon, becomes a disciple of Dick new earth learns all this shit, and is like, No, not a single motherfucker is not gonna is gonna tell me that I can't go to Geode, do an adventuring like everyone like you know, when she has her looking for group flag up, everyone's like, Oh, fuck off, you're a monk, you're an archaeologist, and she's like, Fuck you. I'm gonna come with like I think she just tags along with a group. Yeah. Like these people didn't even say yes. They did not click accept oh, to yeah. her party invite. And it's just like, is that her whole, that's basically her whole drive is like, no one can tell me what I cannot do. I have overcome too much in my fucking life. That's like every time she hears like, get up and fight, it's her. She's like, fine. That's been my whole thing my entire life has been like, get up and fucking brawl. So like, no, I'm not going to throw my notebook in the air all the time, but I am going to keep going. You stupid guitar. I'm a bass. (laughs) Shut up. I'm a bass. Is that how? Wait. Does it have a name? Is it Slappy? <laughs> I think she she calls it Slappy as a vaguely insulting name. What was the original adventurer's name? Original adventurer's name was um, Tigra Monsieur. There it is. Uh, so yeah, Tigra Monsieur is in the is is the guardian of this is the inhabitor of this base, and she's like, all right, Slappy. All right, Slappy. What? I am no. a legendary adventurer, Tigra Monsieur. All
0: right, Slappy. <laughs> Fine.
1: Boom, Do you think boom, eventually boom. it gets okay with being called Slappy? Oh, no question. I think they eventually just dis- develop some level of rapport. Because yeah. this is going on for eons, Jeff. Like, yeah. eons have passed of, like, this adventure. Like, she lives an entire, like, the world is happening outside of the mountain. And, like, things are happening. Her entire life has been this basically this MMO. They fall in love. They totally is, do. I'm throwing it out. She falls. Here's the thing, Aaron, because here's the thing about. But you said the she thing. throws Tiger amongst your advocate and it explodes.
0: Well, because, okay, so here's, uh, there's two, there's two things that are very important. I'm, okay, they fall in love. Azalea falls in love very quickly. With- <laughs> <laughs> two, there's this moment at the end where she's like, we can get out. We're so close. And, and Tiger's like, I don't want to go. I wanna go down I don't wanna I don't wanna just walk out. I don't wanna sneak past. And she's like, We could just go past. And she's like, No, you don't understand. I am oh, not Tiger Monsieur. I am slappy. I am slappy the base and I live to fight. Let Dang. me let
1: me end let me end my story. Let us both end our story doing what we do. Let me be the hero that I've always wanted to be. Yeah. Let me finish what I started like cuz And so they both they both they both Dang.
0: they both end they end their love story in eternity both doing both doing what they are meant to do and then their 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 love echoes into the ley line.
1: Can I give this a different image because it's not someone falling in love with the bass? <laughs> yes. Uh, Tigra when Tigra wants to talk talk I think, or, like, transmit feeling through music. It's, like, imagine if there's, like, a person standing, uh, you know, there's a dragon-born woman standing, and on on her back is, like, a human woman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they're back-to-back basically all the time, except yeah. when they want to talk. Tiger flip like, a ghost version, a spirit yeah. version flips around and is, like, hey, what's good, you know? Yeah. Just to give it, like, a cool image. I like that. I like that visual. An, yeah. If this were an album cover, it would be, like, their their profile back to back you know what I mean and and in the end they were she
0: was like we could get out alive and she's like i'm not i've already i'm already dead i am merely i merely wish to wish to return to the ley lines and one epic battle and she's like but then i will and she's like you you will guide people through the darkness
1: for eternity just as you guided me like she led tigra to Mm -hmm. the end and Tigra accomplished what she wanted, and fucking- So they ended, their uh, stories,
0: they ended their stories in love for eternity, fading into the ley lines.
1: Dang. And that's a wrap. Dang, that is a wrap on Tigra and Aurelia, a.k.a. Azalea and Slappy. <laughs> Aurelia, Azalea, and Slappy. <laughs> that's good, bendy. Um, Gosh, dang, that ended dope. Uh, thank you so much, Michael D., for your prompt. Michael D. used our Discord server to submit a prompt to us. If you'd like to submit a prompt of your own so we can talk about people falling in love with slap bases, there's so many ways you <laughs> can do it.
0: There are. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag FantasyChildren. You can post them to our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Children. You can email us at AllMyFantasyChildren at gmail.com. You can post them to our Discord at bit.ly slash amfcdiscord, or you can just go to allmyfantasychildren.com.
1: Yes, and while you're there, be sure to check out all the cool things we're up to, like our—we have a band camp at—just search bandcamp camp All My Fantasy Children. Um, and, you know, you can listen to episodes there and click into our Discord and our wiki page. Um, While you're on the internet, though, you should be listening to a second podcast, but it's called—what is it called, Jeff? Yeah?
0: Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week, I sit down with a friend. We play a two-player role-playing game. uh, We share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. New episodes drop every Tuesday at partyofonepodcast.com. Boom!
1: All My Fantasy Children is proud to be a part of the One Shot Podcast Network. Uh, there's home to tons and tons of amazing tabletop uh, s- podcasts and streams and dope shit like that. Go to their website, browse around, just start picking, pick one show, just slap it down and start binging it and you will learn and experience some amazing stuff. So and
0: wander through an endless labyrinth yes. of entertaining podcasts Yes, as you just slap down one sweet, sweet track after another as you just... Chart boom, boom, out a wonderful boom, boom, journey boom, boom, through boom, the world boom, boom, of tabletop boom, podcasting. Boom boom, 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 boom. Yeah.
1: Um, a verbal hug this week.
0: Um, let's see. Verbal hug this week. I don't know, what do you got?
1: I have um sometimes it seems like, you know, ev- the sometimes it I feel like so whack sometimes when I say these things, but like sometimes it does feel like the world is fucking out to get you and against you and there is no hope and light. Like these six days of training, I was like, this is not worth it. I should never quit my job. Ba ba All this shit. And I wasn't we had to skip a week. It felt terrible. But like you can get through it. You know what I mean? By surrounding we always say by surrounding yourself with people who like bring you joy and give you optimism and uh who give you motivation and make you feel good surround yourself with people like that and limit your time with anything that makes you feel shitty or saps you because otherwise moments like that and moments in hardship and crap feels and fucking people yelling at you because you're the new guy at work you can get through it because you're like fuck this Uh, you know i i have a lot of people who think i'm dope or like i have a cool show or i'm just gonna space out and think about final fantasy fuck this job Surround yourself with the things that make you fucking happy so that they can help you And the people. They can really help you get through really shitty fucking times. I agree. Yeah, it's it's like the most important fucking thing. I was so excited to do like how the fuck was Metatopia because it's so bomb that you got to fucking go because I know you like it so much and it's like it's so important to see something that brings you joy and brings you so much happiness and be like, fuck it. I'm going to do that. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like put something in your sights and chase it down if it brings you fucking joy. And do not feel guilt or shame about that or whatever. God. Agree. Yeah.
0: Very good. Very good verbal hug. Thank
1: you. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that all we do on this show? Do we talk about anything else? I think that's a I think that is a wrap. Dang. We did it. So I think on that note, until next time, good, good night and good game. game. Hello, Junior Wizards. Let's talk about soul binding in fantasy. Soul binding is the transferring of the true essence of a dying person to an object so that they may live on indefinitely, or rather, as long as the object stays intact. Now, we've had several living, sentient weapons over the years, like the Light of Ignatius, for example, that has the spirit of someone inside. However, what I want to focus on today is a classic the Messenger Sword. The messenger sword was a prismatic blade wielded by the male-carrying elf named Swiftwind. The sword had a will of its own and would transfer immense strength to Swiftwind, in addition to communicating through the transfer of emotions. Now that's all great and grand, but let's talk about who the hell is in that sword. Now I want to take you back way back to the early days of all my fantasy children, when we were just throwing out random ideas, and this is an idea that we've been sitting on for like two and a half, three years now. I want to take you back to the days of pirates in fantasy, to one young pirate captain who chose pacifism above all else during the days of great seafarer violence, Captain Crosley Goldbeard Digwell pardon the construction going on outside my window. When the days of Crosley Digwell, captain of the sea butt, were almost at a close, they turned to their crew and said, I'm on my last legs. If you could transfer my essence into something, that would be great, so that I can keep captaining the ship with you at my, well, me at your side, I guess. Now, as we said before, Most denizens of fantasy don't know how the ley lines work or that the ley lines exist, save for necromancers. So practices like this are pretty much just in the hopes of gaining immortality. (laughs) And so the deed was done. Crosley Digwell's essence was bound to a great sword of prismatic metal. And no, Captain Crosley Digwell did not live on within the sword, but who did was a brilliant leader capable of achieving amazing feats without the use of violence. A person who could show others that no, acts of violence are not necessary in order to overcome obstacles. Use your head, use your heart, and if you do, anything is possible. Time passed, and they found their way to the hip of someone who needed them most. An elf on a quest for vengeance, who just needed a little help from a friend.